we're delighted to be joined now by, we were looking this up before, the most decorated player in A-League history, Michael Theo, goalkeeping coach at Western United, legendary former A-League keeper. Welcome to the green room. Having me? Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Tell us uh, what, what lured you to the club this off-season. Yeah, just the uh, opportunity. I spoke with the uh, head coach, John Aloisi, and um, he mentioned there might be an opportunity uh, to obviously come into the club. And um, for myself, uh, I was out of the uh, game, professional game, for the past couple of years. So I thought it was yeah, a great time to get back in that uh, professional environment. And obviously, I did it for a long time, and I loved the... Uh, I suppose the attention, the detail that goes into obviously, you know, trying to win games of football. So, um, yeah, it was a fantastic opportunity and I'm, I'm glad that I'm a part of the club. And of course, it probably helped that you had something of a, you know, a pre-existing relationship with John as well, having, having played under him as a coach. How have you found that transition from, you know, sort of being involved with him, having a relationship with him, working under him and now working alongside him? Yeah, I suppose as a player coach, it's a bit different, the relationship. Um, as a player as well, you sort of focus on yourself and obviously the team uh, to, a, to an extent, but you know, it's about your performance. Where uh, as a coach, it's about the collective and making sure everyone's on board and we're um, you know, adhering to the, you know, the team task. So yeah, as I said, I, I didn't appreciate, I suppose, the detail that John goes to and the other assistant coaches as well in terms of you know uh, preparation for trainings uh, the analysis side of things uh, in regards to our opposition that we're playing on the weekend so yeah as I said as a player sort of there you focus on your training and then obviously recovering whereas as a coach you're putting in long hours and preparing and it's just that constant cycle which um, yeah it's been great to see that other side of uh, John and the other coaches as well which is obviously new to me. Well, it's an interesting wrinkle this season that you're coaching one of the guys you were competing for a spot with at Brisbane Raw back in the day. Uh, how's Jamie Young been to work with? Yeah, look, he's been fantastic. Um, you know, to be fair, I've always had good relationships with, you know, fellow goalkeepers. Um, it's just, I suppose, you know, we, we speak about it, the goalkeeper union. It's a strong union. Um, we know it's, you know, it's a tough one, whereas, you know, there's one goalkeeper that's going to play, um, but we still work and encourage and, you know, we work hard to ultimately make it difficult for the coaches to select the goalkeeper and, you know, whoever gets the the shirt on the weekend, uh, they know that they need to perform because if not, there's someone else breathing down his neck, but there's that uh, neutral respect there. Um, And with Jamie in particular, you know, obviously I had that relationship prior uh, to coming to the club and uh, I knew the way he operates and um, yeah, ultimately for myself, I'm there to improve the goalkeepers and um, you know, that that's been fine, that transition. Well, in terms of improving, you know, the goalkeepers are watching their performances, picking out points where they they might might be able to do potentially better. How does that process work with with someone like Youngy? You know, someone who you're a very familiar with. You've spent a lot of time with him. He himself is an experienced keeper and also has kept eight eight clean sheets this year. You know, how do you how do you manage that with someone who you know so well? Yeah, great question. And um, he's also obviously a very experienced goalkeeper that's accomplished a lot. And it's hard, I suppose, for, you know, with younger goalkeepers, you can sort of tweak certain things. But with experienced goalkeepers, uh, they know what's worked for them. It's hard to change their ways. Uh, But for me, it's challenging them. Like, you know, again, trying to be creative in terms of the sessions that I put on, areas that I see that, um, you know, could be better, uh, you know, 
both him and Scotty. Um, so yeah, it's just constantly challenging them, you know, trying to get the best out of them. And again, you know, playing well, keeping clean sheets, that breeds confidence. And uh, you know, that's definitely what uh, you know, Jamie's got at the moment. What about Ryan Scott then? Uh, you know, he's such a interesting character. He's one of our favorites here at the station. Uh, Lockie and I are both keen followers of MPL Victoria as well. So we were very happy to see him get a gig at a, at a higher level. How's he to work with on a daily basis? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of uh, Scotty. Um, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of working with him prior, but um, obviously last year he played a big chunk of games and he, he did incredibly well. Um, but just to have him in the environment, around the guys, how supportive he is, um, it really is one union. And, you know, when we win on a weekend, you know, he, he's the one starting the songs. You know, he's such an integral part of the group and obviously the goalkeeper department um and you know as i said i can't uh, praise him enough uh, his work rate um you know his head hasn't dropped because he isn't playing because he knows that you know he's got to play a role for the team and his opportunity will come and he's got to be ready for it when it for when it does come so um yeah there's no feeling sorry for himself he's uh, working hard driving driving the boys at training and, and that's what you need and if you want to have success as a team you need everyone the collective on board at pushing each other um otherwise yeah it, it, it doesn't work mm, i mean it's, it's a great point about the the value that that scotty can bring to the side even when he's not on the pitch i mean i think Nine times out of ten, you know, the, the post-game video of the fans celebrating with the players, you know, nine times out of ten, Ryan Scott is usually the man uh, man with the megaphone. And as you pointed out, you know, it is a good atmosphere. Um, and a lot of the players that we've had on have been very complimentary, Josh, of those sort of dressing room uh, vibes, if you will. How, how do you experience that as a coach, sort of a little bit from the outside looking in of, of the playing group? Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I recently retired, so I know how it feels to be a player. And um, yeah, I've been in some environments as well where uh, you know, we've had success. And I'll tell you what, the, the vibes that the, the guys are creating at the moment. And again, that comes with winning games of football and um, you know, sticking to our structures and getting success. So once you combine those two things, like you can go very, very far. And uh, at the minute, that, that's what's been happening. Uh, we've been winning, we've been playing a certain way, and everyone's can see that it's working and everyone's bought into it so it helps as i said it's uh it's a good environment to be around good good uh place to come in on a daily basis to work hard and try to improve and and that's the environment that you know the coaches are trying to create and it definitely helps when you've got good characters because um as i said from one to 20 um everyone knows that they're, they're going to play their role in in the success of the team and um, everyone's going to be called upon because there's so many games there's midweek games and uh, as i said everyone's in a good place and we just want it to continue uh- there is certainly plenty of characters in the uh, United dressing room. All you need to do is uh, is check your Instagram and watch all their stories, and I think that's uh, <laughs> that's proof of that. But what I was really driving at with that question, Michael, is hypothetically, you know, Sweet Caroline's coming on at full time after a win. You know, Leo's got the shirt off. He's got the Instagram live out. Uh, are you are you jumping around and, and having a dance as well? Or are you just just watch just enjoying it? Yeah, no, no. Everyone's around when we sing the song. All the coaching staff. Uh, yeah, when they start spraying the water and the power, that's when the uh, the coaching staff moves to the side. But uh, <laughs> again, it's fantastic. As I said, we, we didn't know the team song at the start. It's up on the board, but we've sang it that many times this year so far. Everyone knows the words and uh, long may it continue because um, there's no better feeling than winning. And that's why the boys love coming into work and uh, enjoying themselves so much. Well, that's always a good barometer for how the season's going is uh, how well you know the, the team song midway through. So uh, it's been a pretty successful campaign so far. 
I wanted to ask, uh, I don't know if any, everybody knows this, but you were playing MPL3 a little bit last year for, for Nana Warning. Did you actually face the Western United uh, youth team in that season? You did. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Western United uh, beat us 3-2. So, um, yeah, yeah, they were very good. Obviously, a young team, uh, very, very quick. <laughs> That's all I can say because uh, you know, Nana Warning boys were chasing, chasing shadows at times, but uh, they had some good players. Well, you obviously had a chance to, to experience uh, some of the young players coming through, some of the standouts in that side when you played against them. It, it must be uh, a nice feeling for you to now sit alongside some of those bright talents from the academy side on the bench these days as they come into the senior setup. Yeah, exactly right. Um, as I said, I obviously faced them uh, you know, during a competitive game and now to have them and help mentor them. I know I'm the goalkeeper coach, but um, in saying that, I've been around changing rooms for a very, very long time. And um, yeah, just to be around it and the boys, some of the younger boys bounce a few things off me as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. As I said, it's they're starting their journey. Um, I've been there and I'm there to help them. And as I said before, I know I'm the goalkeeper coach, but um we're, we're pretty open. Um, you know, if anyone wants to have a chat, we're there. We're not, uh, you know, no, no, you can't speak to us type thing. So as I said, we've created a great environment and it's great to see these younger boys given an opportunity. And um, yeah, hopefully, and as I said before, they will be called upon. So um, yeah, it's very, very important that we have these younger boys coming through. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like they're pretty receptive to that kind of mentoring and, and feedback. They don't, they don't say, hey, I stuck three past you last season. You know, what's this guy trying to tell me? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, they've been pretty good. Uh, as I said, a, a lot of uh, a few of them know, obviously, uh, my playing history as well, and um, used to watch me uh, when they were a lot, lot younger. So um, again, it's great now that they can relate to me and obviously, um, you know, see myself and you know the other coaches on a daily basis, and uh, yeah, get to work with us. So again, we're trying to create an environment there that you know these guys love to come into, and constantly want to improve. Are you still still planning to uh, play another season in, in the post uh, for none awarding this season? <laughs> yeah, the plan was to play on. This would have been my final year. And uh, we actually, uh, round one was meant to be Western United versus Nunna Whiting City. Or that's the, the fixture in a couple of weeks' time. But um, yeah, now that I'm coaching, uh, yeah, I, I can't play on. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, wish the boys would <laughs> I was going to say, it might, might have been an opportunity to maybe uh, to bring Youngie and Scotty down to just sit behind the goals. And you can just say, you know, th- this is how I like to do it. This is this is the way that I go about it. But uh, we can, uh, can can leave that idea on the shelf. But you know, obviously you've got a lot of players who are able to sort of young players who are able to lean on your experience and, you know, you've been a big part of, of the season that Western United have had. And I want to touch back on something that Josh brought up introducing you. You know, you are the A-League's most successful player as an individual, the most premierships, most uh, championships. First of all, how does it feel to, to have that title? Yeah, it's a pretty cool feeling, to be fair. Um, it's funny. When you're playing, it's sort of, okay, we've accomplished that. Now, what's the next goal? And you don't really enjoy it until, I suppose, after when you do retire. And you can look back and say, okay, geez, I had a pretty good uh, career in terms of what you just mentioned, your know, titles and uh, being part of so many special teams and occasions. So, you know, that's something you know, no one can take away from me. And um, as I said, many, many fond memories. You know, those grand finals, um, every single one of them, you know, there was five of them. And they all, in their different ways, are so unique. But, um, yeah, as I said, there's no better feeling of winning a title and everything that went into it for that year, the effort, you know, the team, it just – you know, to top it off with a championship win, it's massive. And, um, yeah, I'm very, very pleased to have uh, 
had that and obviously hold this record. Well, let's uh, dig into some of that in your past playing history. I mean, you were part of the uh, the now legendary Raw Salona side under under Ange Postecoglou. It must be a bit surreal to see him tearing it up with Celtic at the moment. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised though. Um, yeah, for me, Ange was uh, fantastic, and obviously, uh, what he achieved as well the Socceroos, the Asian Cup, and you know the World Cup. We did so well, um, considering you know the opposition, and yeah, in Japan, even that, you know, winning the league in Japan, it's it's such a hard feat, and you know, for him to do it in the manner that he did, um, yeah, it's fantastic, and good to see him now in Celtic, uh, you know, doing well. What was it like to play as a goalkeeper in those teams? Because they were taking risks with the ball that I don't think any A-League team had attempted before. Yeah, look, to be honest, there was, um, as you said, it was playing out from the back and sort of uh, you know, taking risks. And at the time, I wasn't uh, you know, used to that. So I had to get used to that sort of uh, way of playing. So, um, yeah, it was sort of uh, a little different. But in saying that, he had buying from the whole group and um, – because of that, we all knew you know, what our roles were and we're all on the same page. So, um, yeah, again, I uh, enjoyed that. As you said, we set so many records. Um, to be part of that 36-game you know, undefeated streak, it was amazing. Uh, you, know, you look back and go, oh, geez, you know, we got away with that game where we probably should have lost and that player stepped up the last minute, things like that, which you need luck along the way. But uh, in saying that, uh, we created our own luck and I really – thought we really transformed uh, the way football was played in this country it's it's interesting you know hearing you uh recounting these sort of old stories of well i shouldn't say old no sorry sorry no no <laughs> only old no, for no, you, no, Lockie. you barely for, remember these. success stories from a few <laughs> years ago i'm you know 22 age means nothing to me um but it's, it's pretty clear that you know obviously you have a, a better if not the best understanding of any player of what a winning dressing room environment sort of looks like. And, you know, you mentioned buy-in or the buy-in that all the players had with Ange Postacoglu in those raw days. And that seems like something that John has definitely got at the moment with this squad. Do you, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is do, do you recognise those same championship winning dressing room qualities in, in the squad that you're with now? Yeah, there's definitely similarities. And uh, for me as well, like... Obviously, you know, they say attackers win you, you know, uh, premierships, but then, you know, championships are won defensively. For me, if you have a solid foundation in terms of you give minimal away, we know we've got the likes of Dia, Mante, uh, Alex up front, you know, Lockie Wales, all these other players, even Dylan. Um, so we're going to hurt teams going the other way. So if we've got a solid foundation where we can build from, uh, we'll be fine. And again, as I said early on, it was it was, uh, it was tough in the sense that because we had so many new players come in, uh, John had to obviously lay the foundations out. And again, for, to explain it to the players and for them to have buying, which they definitely have, and they're executing the game plan well, and we're only going to improve. So again, winning gives brings confidence to them. And that's what I found as well when, you know, those years back where we did win premierships and championships we we're playing confidently because we knew our roles in the team and that's what you know john and the coaching staff have done so well that every player knows their role even the players coming into the team they can't say oh i haven't played there i don't know the role no no everyone's on the same page so um yeah fingers crossed uh, may it continue and you know it's one week at a time you know we're not going to jump the gun um we just got to worry about now city on saturday night and go from there but um as i said the foundations have been laid and i, I only think we'll get better 
Are there any other, I guess, details or habits or, or traits of these successful teams that you've been a part of that you, you pick up on, whether it's victory back in the day, whether it's the, the Brisbane teams, whether it's even this Western United squad now? Traits, we hate to lose. <laughs> yeah, it's win yeah. at all costs. Win and then, okay, we might not have played well, but then we review it on the Monday. I'd rather do that than, you know, we lose or draw and then we review it. So it's getting that winning mentality and that starts from the training field. And that's what, you know, the coaching staff have really installed, like every, instilled, I should say. Every session there, the guys that come in, they're there to work again to improve. And that's what I've, I think's the difference because, you know, we don't go through the motions. There's a lot of, as mentioned before, the detail and planning that goes into it. We want to execute and, uh, our best chance of winning on a weekend is making sure every day that you know the the group comes in and we work on it during the training pitch and then come game day that's that's the fun bit for them you know what I mean they know what they've they've already prepared it's get out there play boys enjoy it so yeah, that's uh, definitely a trait um, and I love it you know I love Neil Kilkenny in the middle there barking orders you know true winner you know Jamie Young as well leads by example he's vocal. Um, and again, that just rubs off on the rest of the group. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's been good so far, but you know, we're not going to get carried away. We're midway point and we've just got to continue and just continue that uh, momentum. So hopefully come finals time, the boys are you know, really, really going confidently. You talk about setting up those foundations at the start of the season. Um, and one of the things that we've had a few players uh, both on and off air say is, you know, was mentioned is the work that Hayden Fox has done uh, in helping to set up such a, such a solid defense. I mean, we had Leo on before just saying how much he's learned from working alongside Hayden Fox, but obviously, you know, that strong defense is not just a back four. It's the goalkeeper behind it as well. Who's, who's crucial in that. So how does your relationship with Hayden Fox kind of work because he might have most of those defensive um, responsibilities in terms of coaching, but goalkeeping is a huge part of that as well. So how do you guys work together? Of course. And uh, I can't speak uh, highly enough of Hayden. He's, he's come in and, and done an amazing job. Uh, you can see his uh, attention to detail um, you know, to the centimeter where he wants positions, the player's position, especially you know, defensively set pieces and whatnot. Um, is phenomenal. Um, you can see you know, he's, he's worked with Tony Popovich quite closely, and um, he's added uh, you know, massively towards the defensive uh, unit. And I'll go one step further as well. It's not just the defenders and the you know the the back, the back four and the you know two defensive midfielders. It starts from up top, and you know the guys being set up where they can press the opposition. So for me, even Alex and Dia to an extent have really helped start the press from high and then that helps relieve the pressure from you know the defending side of things so it's a collective and again everything that you do we're playing a team game you need the whole group to you know um, execute and that's what's happening at the moment you know if, if we didn't have the strikers working hard for us the midfielders you know doing the running they do defensively we might have conceded a few more goals but because we've got that strong foundation the defenders appreciate, you know, as I said, the work they do in front of them. And again, the defenders have been fantastic. And obviously Jamie Young's made some big saves when he's needed to as well. And and again, that just brings that confidence. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see, like, you know, obviously we, we started the opposition, their threats, and, uh, you know, we'll have a component there where, you know, the defensive 
uh, block defensive team will uh, head off to the you know, to do some defensive work, and the uh, yeah the attackers will go to the other side with Johnny Associatus as well, and with um, John Aloisi to focus on that side of things. So um, again, depending on the opposition, their threats, we'll make sure that the goalkeepers and defenders know what to expect. You know, again, replicate that at training so they know what they're going to face and take that confidence into a game, and that that's what's been happening and. Um, yeah, so the attention to detail is phenomenal. How much has goalkeeping changed in your time in football? Because it's we've gone through some some different eras in quite a short space of time, and the way goalkeepers are expected to to play. Uh, and how has your, I guess, approach to to coaching goalkeepers, you know, developed over the the course of of your career? Because you know what you learned as a junior is probably not the same things that are, are being that you're teaching now. Yeah, great question. Um, geez, I'm showing my age here, but I was going to say, uh, I used to play when uh, you could pick up the ball. We had a back pass rule where you pick <laughs> it up, and, you know, four steps and you had to kick it. Um, but then that obviously changed and you had to um, because that's that was the way forward uh, to quicken up the game. So now these days, goalkeepers are like outfield players. You need to be so comfortable with the ball at your feet. You need to be both left-footed, right-footed certain ranges to be short and long. Um, and also what I've noticed as well now, you have to be uh, super fit because you're expected to do a lot more. Even like you know, when the opposition's got the ball, keeping a high line, you're covering ground, you need to be explosive obviously to make saves and you need to be quick to get out there, whether it's a through ball over the top. Um, so that uh, really that athleticism has gone to another level. So I find as well now, with my training, I do a lot of work on, you know, plyometrics, power work to really get that explosiveness, but it also gives them that conditioning for repeated efforts, you know, for double saves. Uh, hopefully they don't have to make double saves, but when, when they need to, at least they've got that in their, in their toolbox as such. So, um, yeah, it has evolved and it will continue to evolve. Um, but, yeah, goalkeepers are such a critical part to the team they you know they start attacks and obviously they're the last line of defense but for me you know particularly with uh you know jamie young as well he's got that experience that coaching it's about prevention so if that, he can organize you know the defense and the midfield in front of him because he sees you know he's probably one or two steps ahead of what's happening or the likely threats it makes his job easy mm-hmm. that way he doesn't have to make saves that's a last resort so again, you want someone coaching out there, and that's why I love having Killer as well, Neil Kilkenny in front screening because he coaches that midfielders as well, getting into position. So it's a it's a big thing. That spine's pretty pretty solid uh, with Leo as well there, at lacrosse, and obviously as I mentioned before, Alex and Dia up front. So um, yeah, it's it's an important important thing. Well. Game this weekend against the reigning champions, Melbourne City at Amy Park. Uh, that one's uh, just freshly added to the to the fixture list. Doesn't get any bigger than that. How are you preparing for this one? Yeah, we're preparing for Sydney FC on a Friday night and uh, obviously late fixture change. Um, I'm actually here in Sydney on a goalkeeper course. I, I thought I was going straight to the game tomorrow night, but uh, now I'm coming back to <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, but not to worry. But um, yeah, look, again, that's COVID. We've had a few spanners thrown in. Uh, 
it's just moving moving on to City, who are a great team. Um, you know, we've had two great uh, results against them. They've always performed incredibly well. So we'll, we'll definitely head into that game with confidence. And it's a top-of-the-table clash, you know, first versus second. They're the games you want to be a part of. So I'm sure the boys will be buzzing and they'll be up for uh, the game on Saturday evening. Well, Michael, Theo, we really appreciate your time, mate. Uh, happy to have you on board with your experience and the titles you've got under your belt. And uh, we'll see. We might yet see you on, uh, on an MPL pitch. Maybe we'll, we'll try and make it happen mid-season once the A-League season's over, hey? <laughs> yeah, hey, no, I would have put the gloves on for one more year, boys. But uh, no, I'm happily retired and uh, happily to look after the goalies at the club. Well, we're very grateful for your presence, uh, I'm sure. So, Michael, Theo, we'll let you go. But uh, thank you so much for your time. Cheers, guys. Take care.